Hey guys, Christian here. And you still haven't gotten that home improvement job done yet? For that, I got two questions for you. One, what are you waiting for? And two, what's the biggest investment that regular people like you and me are going to make in their lifetime? Of course, it's going to be their home, right? It's a 30 year commitment. You're going to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars and you always want to protect that investment, but you also want to enhance that investment and make it look as good as you possibly can in and out. And that is where my friend Chris Jackson comes in. I've been telling you about this guy for two years. He's the leader of his industry. Nobody is better in the Philadelphia area. You can trust me when I tell you that. And essentially, he's a one-stop shop because there's nothing Chris can't do. He'll do general and custom carpentry, custom design, custom built-in cabinetry, high-end custom-built tables and chairs, elegant staircases, high-end home bars, refinishing basements. There's nothing this guy can't do, and he does it better than everybody else. And he said something to me one time that made so much sense when you speak to quality. He said, if you want to get your kitchen redone for $7,000, I'm not the guy you want to call. And that really stood out to me when it comes to quality in his field, because he knows the game. He knows if somebody's going out there looking for the cheapest price possible, you're going to get some shady contractor who's going to use poor materials, he's going to have shoddy labor, and then you're going to call him back in two years when everything falls apart and get the same thing done again. Then two years later, get the same thing done again. Two years later, get the same thing done again. When you could have just called Chris the first time and got it done right the first time. When you call Chris Jackson, he is going to use the top quality materials with precision labor, and he's going to get it done right the first time. It's going to be built to last. It's going to be built with class. I told you before, this guy was never around in the summertime on the weekends because he was outside hustling, perfecting his craft. And now 20 years later, he's at the top of his industry and he's at the top of his industry for a reason. Like I told you before, go to his website, cjacksoncontractors.com. His Facebook and Instagram page are linked to that website and you can see all the work that he posts every day and every single day, this kid blows my mind. So what are you going to do when you need your next project done? You're going to call my buddy, Chris. Action Jackson, C. Jackson Contractors, the Cadillac of Contractors, cjacksoncontractors.com. Call Chris today. Tell him I sent you. Hey, what's going on? It's Christian Rodriguez, and it is time for the C-Rod Podcast for Sunday, February 19th, 2023. And you know what? You know what? I don't care anymore either, Phil. Tell me about it. Now, you you knew. There was no way I was going to go this week without talking about the Super Bowl. And this will be my last piece on the Eagles until another Philadelphia team makes a championship, which I don't even know when that's going to be. But I'm going to cover the whole thing. I'm going to cover what went wrong. I'm going to cover, you know, the bullshit calls we all know. And I'm going to cover all the hoopla that surrounds the fucking Super Bowl too. But let's just go back to last week. All right. Let's go back to last week. And when I, I did my open last week and I talked about the game and what they needed to do to win... You know, and I was basically, you know, giving Sirianni a gift 
okay, who, by the way, was completely fucking outclassed in that game by Andy Reid. He was completely outclassed. And he showed that he's not he's not a good football coach. He is a product of the most stacked roster in the NFL. All right, I, I could coach that team to the Super Bowl. You just had the horses to do it. You know what I'm saying? He's not a good coach. Smoke and mirrors with him. All right, now last week, what did I say? I said, for the first thing that I said before I even talked about the game, all right, go back and listen. I said, I the one thing that I do fear, I said, on paper, the Eagles are clearly the better football team than the Kansas City Chiefs. It's just bar none. They have the most stacked roster in the NFL, okay? I said, the one thing that I do worry about is that the NFL wants Pat Mahomes to win. And, and the refs can manipulate the game like they did in the AFC Championship game. They basically handed it to him with three penalties that weren't penalties. And then his team was committing penalties that weren't called. And, and you know, it's the last, you know, it's the last part of the last drive of the game pretty much. All right. And that was the biggest bullshit holding call I've, I've ever seen in my life, especially when it's it decides the Super Bowl. Now, here's the thing. They always say there's holding on every play in the NFL. I get that. And there is. All right, but when you are on a drive to decide who the champion of the fucking league is, let them play. The Super Bowl should not be decided by the referees, okay? And in, in, you know, in this time, it was. Like, here's the thing: there wasn't a holding call the entire game. That was the first holding call of the of the whole game, and holding happens on every single play. So you let them play throughout the whole fucking thing, but then it gets down to the last second, and now, oh, well, Pat Mahomes has a chance to win here. If we call holding, it's an automatic first down. They can run out the clock, and the Chiefs win, and the NFL gets what they want. The problem is the game should have never got to that point. All right? And quickly, just let me apologize if you hear any noise in the background because, you know, right out front, Cristiano Ronaldo, young Cristiano Ronaldo's out there kicking a fucking soccer ball up against my front door and possibly pissing in the street. But the game should have never got to that point, and I'll tell you why. Now... When I gave him the game plan to win last week, again, what did I say? I said, if you want to win this game, you got to come out in the first half and you got to dominate the clock. You got to keep Pat Mahomes off of the field. Run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Now, I will say he did not run the ball nearly as much as I would have liked him to, but it didn't matter because Jalen Hurts was completing all of his passes and the clock was running, the clock was running. So the first key metric of the game that I told him to do, he did. They controlled the clock. They dominated the clock. And then they kept Pat Mahomes off the field. But then after that, what did I say? I said, if you can now go back and listen to this episode last week, if you want, if, if, if you forget, I said, if you control the clock, okay, in the first half and you go into that locker room with a 10 point lead, it should be a cakewalk in the second half because you've beaten like, if you watched it, okay, that offensive line for the Eagles in the first half. They were taking that defensive line for a fucking ride on every single play. They were manhandling them. And that's what they pretty much did all year. But I said, control the clock, run the ball, and have a 10-point lead at half, and that is the blueprint to win. That's going to put you in the position that you need to be in to win the game. What was the score at halftime? 24-14. to 14. They had a 10-point, exactly the way that I drew it up. All right? Now. Here's what happens, okay? Now, 
the one thing that I did say, I was like, if you if you do that and you got a ten point lead at halftime, Andy Reid does not know how to adjust mid game. He has his game plan, and that's what he's going with. The difference is this time is that he is afforded the wealth of Eric Bieniemy and Steve Spagnuolo as offensive and, de- and defensive coordinators. And they came out and they drew it up exactly the way that they wanted to do it. And the Eagles didn't make any adjustments. They, here's what happened with the Eagles. They went into the locker room and they saw Pat Mahomes was on one leg again. Which, by the way, let's just let's just let's let's address the 800 pound gorilla in the room. You're not going to sit there and tell me that wasn't a varsity blues situation in that locker room. There's no doubt in my fucking mind that Pat Mahomes got some kind of shot. All right, that was basically going to allow him to do what he did in the second half because he looked like he never fucked his ankle up at all, and he's fucked it up twice in these playoffs. All you care about is your next district title. Give him the shot. You give him that shot, you find yourself another fucking quarterback. You about ready to lose that scholarship, boy? Keeps that needle out of his leg? Absolutely. Good. So you're not going to tell me that didn't happen. But here's what did happen. When they went into the locker room, all right, Mahomes is hurt, we're up by 10, and they started smelling themselves. Because the only person in that second half that came out to play was Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, that was one of the greatest quarterback performances in a Super Bowl that I've ever seen. He, he, he balled out, and he came to play. And I can say with confidence that that was, that was a performance that in, in a situation where you give out that Super Bowl MVP, you usually give it to the winning quarterback or like you know, a wide receiver might have had two touchdowns or whatever the case may be. Jalen Hurts is probably the only guy who could have won the Super Bowl MVP and his team lost. That's how good he played. All right, now I, I now the one thing that I will say, of course they did, of course they started smelling themselves, but the one thing that I will say is the one thing, the one excuse that you can have, okay, is was the field. Now I'll come out and say this right now. Okay, I believe that the Arizona Cardinals should be penalized a first-round draft pick for for the field that they put out there for the Super Bowl. It wasn't like they came up to you after the the NFC and AFC title game and said, "Hey, Arizona, guess what? You're hosting the Super Bowl." They knew for three years. So the fact that you can actually have a surface out there on the biggest game of the year on the biggest fucking stage, it looked like it looked like a fucking hockey game. The, the way these guys were sliding the fuck around. And if you, you know, you pride yourself. Now, this is another thing that I said. They, they dominate on both sides of the ball. I'm like, they're going to sack Mahomes four or five times. Easy. They didn't sack him once. Chiefs offensive line ain't that good. All right, that you're going to stop a historical fucking front forward. It's just not going to happen. Okay. But, you know, maybe that field was, you know, for a team that prides themselves on getting home to the quarterback. You can't because you know the field is neutralized. I get that, but you can't use that as an excuse because both teams got to play on the same field. But if one team's great strength is taken away because of that, that's got a lot to do with it. But but that's not the thing. They did start smelling themselves, or they were poorly coached, like I've said they've been the whole fucking time. Now, here's the thing. The Kansas City Chiefs are the number one team in the NFL in red zone touchdowns. They had 50 of them this year. 50. Okay. Two times in the red zone, okay, in that game, in the second half, all right, you two times left the guy so wide open that nobody was even within 20 yards of him. Nobody was even on the same side of the field as the fucking guy to the point where all Pat Mahomes had to do 
was just lob it right into the guy's bread basket, and he could have walked in. Two times that happened. Now, if you're going against the best red zone offense in football in the second half of the Super Bowl, I'm pretty sure you need to kind of hyper-focus on what's going on inside the 20 on defense. you you got to have some sort of a game plan. But two times, on two occasions, on the biggest stage, two times you absolutely blew coverages where somebody totally missed their fucking assignment. Now, one time, okay, maybe we fucked up. Two times, that's a pattern. And that's Nick Sirianni. That, it, it falls on him. I'm sorry. Yeah, the, the guy missed an assignment, but it was because of what you dialed up. And it proved to fucking kill him. All right, now I'm going to give you the five points of why they lost this game. It's not solely because of the call. All right. First and foremost, as well as Jalen Hurts played, the Hurts fumble killed him. For a couple reasons. Number one, it wasn't a forced fumble. He just he flat out dropped the ball. Drop the ball! He dropped the ball! All right. And that's just a mistake you can't make in the Super Bowl. All right. The other reason why that killed you is because you're facing the best offense in football. The last thing you want to do is hand their defense six points. And that's exactly what they did. All right. That's 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 nail in the coffin number one. Nails two and three. The two blown coverages in the red zone. That that's that can't happen. That can't happen. I'm sorry. Like you like that that's on Sirianni. It's not on the players. That's on Sirianni. All right. So that's that's nails two and three. Nail number four. And I'm going to give my brother credit on this because he he's been bitching for the last four or five weeks that we have horrible special teams coverage, and he was worried about it going into the Super Bowl. And I said, listen, if special teams coverage is going to be the reason that the Eagles lose the Super Bowl, they, they shouldn't be winning the Super Bowl anyway, right? But in the fourth quarter, that special teams coverage unit, which my brother was worried about, let up the longest punt return in Super Bowl history. Now, you got to think about it like this. Not only did they get inside the red zone where Mahomes is, is sure to score now again, right? But it, it couldn't have happened at a worse time. Like, it could not have happened in the worst time in the game. And they let that happen. All right? And then last is the, is the uh, you know, the call. The call was complete bullshit. I mean, come on. Come on. The call was complete bullshit. No holding calls all game when there's holding on every play in the NFL. The refs got to stop doing this shit, man. You, the players should decide the game, not the refs, especially at, at that stage. Complete and total bullshit. All right. Now, for the people who think that, uh, you know what, it sucks that we lost that game, you know, but we'll be back next year. And I say no, and the fuck they won't for a lot, for a, a bevy of reasons. Okay. Number one, first and foremost, do you realize how hard it is in today's NFL to make it to two Super Bowls in a row outside of the New England Patriots? Who, who were pie in the sky to begin with. Teams just don't get back two years in a row. They just don't. That's the first thing. And the second thing is... Hey, how can we bring up the first thing if we're not going to talk about the second thing? Did you talk to the guy? What guy? The guy with the thing. What thing? What the fuck are you talking about? This is the most stacked roster 
in the NFL for a reason. It's because they haven't paid the quarterback yet. They had money to go out and get Hassan Reddick and Gardner Johnson and Bradbury. All those guys, like all these guys that they brought in, A.J. Brown, they gave him $100 million. You know, and all these guys who actually made differences to get them to the Super Bowl aren't going to be here anymore. You had the best offensive line in football. There's five guys on an offensive line. So right now, from the center to the right side, you don't even know if those three guys are coming back. You don't know if Lane Johnson's going to retire. You don't know if Jason Kelsey's going to retire. And you got to, you know, Isaac Sayamalo is a free agent, and people are going to want him. So you might lose 60% of your awesome offensive line that got you to the Super Bowl, number one. All right, number two, that great defensive line. All right, the, even the backups that you brought in. You brought in Linval Joseph. You brought in uh, Indomitian Sue, both one-year deals. They're out. Gardner Johnson, the guy that committed the penalty but was also one of the guys that got them there. That was a one-year deal. Bradbury was a one-year deal. They're, they're basically going to be losing half of this team. And even if you brought the same team back, the same 53 guys back, even if you brought them back, there's no guarantee they get back anyway because it's tough to it's tough to do. But you're going to lose everybody. All right? But the bottom line is they lost, and it's got nothing to do with that fucking call. It, it was their play in the second half that got them there. All right? They just came out and played. They were flat in the second half, the offense and the defense, both of them. Actually, when they went down eight points, it was 35-27. I thought, there's no fucking way the way they're playing in this half they're going to get down you know, and score a touchdown, let, it, let alone get two points, I mean, in a two-point conversion. But they did it. But they just didn't show up in the second half, and they allowed it to get to that point where you put it in the hands of the referees, and that's on them, and that's on Nick Sirianni. All right? And, and unfortunately, when the, when the roster gets you know depleted next year, you're going to find out exactly what kind of coach Nick Sirianni is because he lost his offensive and defensive coordinators. They all, they, they both left. I think it was Steichen went to the Colts and Jonathan Gannon went to the Cardinals. So he has no, like he's got to bring in new coordinators. Now we're really going to see what kind of coach Nick, Nick Sirianni is with a less than perfect roster and new coaches. Let's see what you do, Nick. All right. And then that whole fucking thing, him crying during the national anthem. Like he, this guy knows when the camera's on him. Trust me when I tell you, I, I've covered this before. I just fucking hate that guy. All right, now let's get on to the hoopla of the fucking Super Bowl. Jesus Christ. <sighs> Listen, I get it. It's a spectacle. Okay, they they make a big deal out of the Super Bowl. It's one of the biggest events of the year. Right. But I I gotta tell you, man, like. I've said it before, the, the halftime show. It's, it's, it has to stop. Now, here's the thing. I was actually uploading last week's episode during the Super Bowl halftime show in, in which I had it on mute. Because I, I got to concentrate. Plus, I really don't give a fuck about Rihanna at all. Right? So, <laughs> I did look up, though, and, I, you know, when I was talking about the, the Grammys, was it the Grammys? When I was talking about the Grammys last week and that satanic fucking ritual routine that Sam, whatever the fuck his name in, did. Why why is why was Rihanna dressed like fucking Satan? What's going on here? <laughs> What's going on with this Illuminati bullshit? It's it's got to be a real thing, all right? Because there's too much Satan shit going on lately. Not lately, fucking quite frankly, for the last two decades. What the hell's going on with that, right? Now, from what I understand, okay. Now, it was her. I guess it was her first performance in like a really long time. 
you know, and she came out fucking pregnant. You old, she pregnant. Can't have a bunch of old pregnant bitches running around. That's crazy. All right. Now, <laughs> all I read online, because I had it on mute, all I read online was how bad the fucking performance was. Oh, that's fucking terrible. And and I, I noticed that that is like the recurring theme every single fucking year. Remember when The weekend did it? All right? Like, <laughs> that performance was so bad, he should have changed his name to fucking Tuesday. And it seems like every single year they're doing the same fucking thing. It's like, this is fucking this is so bad, such a bad fucking thing. Then don't do it. Again, you know, like the Eagles went into the locker room with the momentum. What did they have to do? They had to sit there for 45 minutes. As they, you know, they only, they're only usually sitting in there for 10. You got to sit there and stew for 45 fucking minutes. Just for everybody to complain about the goddamn Super Bowl. It just, it's got to stop. Either, either do it like that, or what you can do is this. You can have a stage already built somewhere in that stadium to the point where that's where the person goes. Now you got to set up. She was fucking in the sky. How long did that take to set up and break down? Just stop. All right? With the Super Bowl show. The other thing I can't fucking stand, okay? Why do I give a fuck what, what celebrities are there? Why do you always have to pan to these people? Oh, look, look, there's, there's Gordon Ramsay. Oh, go, go, oh, look who else is here. It's The Rock. Oh, oh, here's a look. There's Charlize Theron. I don't give a fuck. Why do I care? I don't care. Uh, you know, and, and I know I'm probably in a minority on this, but I don't give a fuck about celebrities. I don't care. All right? I'll, I'll watch their movies. I'll, I'll do all, you know, I'll watch their comedy specials. I'll listen to music, all that kind of I'll do all that, but I, outside of that, I don't give a fuck about you. Oh, look, there's Bradley Cooper. Oh, look, he's an Eagles fan. I don't fucking care. So much fucking hoopla. And then the other, here's the other thing that I can't stand, okay? The NFL and their contradictory wokeism. You know what I'm saying? Like, they contradict themselves right, just out of the gate. What's it say on their helmets? And what's it say in the end? End racism. Stop the hate. Meanwhile, you have a black national anthem and a white national anthem. Um, contradicted much? Think about that for a second. You're basically separating the two races and, and pitting them against each other by doing that. There is one national anthem, all right? And we all are Americans, and we all fall under that moniker. By doing that, you are you are spreading racism. You are, you are adding gasoline to the fucking fire by doing that. All right, Roger? I forget what the figure was, but on Friday I actually saw an article on how much money they actually spend on wokeism and like and their and their narrative. It's 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 mind blowing. But it's like yeah, like oh yeah, let's get the peace. Everybody's got to be together, but you got separate national anthems. Why don't you just give them separate bathrooms too, like it was back in Mississippi in 1942? No, these are whites only pies. But do you have any Negro pies? You guys know my stance on that. You know, the people who are talking about racism are the ones that are keeping it alive. I, I am, you know, I, I won't even go down that rabbit hole. But, you know, now the next thing, okay? And I think I might have said something about this last week, but the Super Bowl commercials. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's just no creativity in today's society. I mean, like I said, in the 80s and 90s, the Super Bowl commercials were fucking hilarious. They were hilarious. 
right? This they they fucking fumbled for the what the seventh year in a row. Like there's no good commercials anymore. They're terrible. The only good one that I saw that I kind of half chuckled at was the Paramount Plus, the Sylvester Stallone, where he had like the, the you know like the Mount Rushmore thing where his face is on there. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Outside of that, there really wasn't anything. I'm like, this is so fucking bad. Like they're they're, just, they're not even trying anymore. You know, there's just so much shit about the Super Bowl that just man. I will say this though, can we make you know Super Bowl Monday a federal holiday already? Come on, man! A hundred and eighteen people tuned in. One hundred and eighteen. I, I, God, I sound like Joe Biden there. One hundred eighteen down train, billion, 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 man. Yeah. All right. Well. Yeah. One hundred eighteen million people tuned into that game. Can we have off already? You know, like I listen. The Eagles barely make the Super Bowl. They've made it four times since I've been alive. One time I was two years old. You don't think I wanted to go over Jay's house and fucking hang out for that? But I couldn't because I knew I had work the next day. You know, the last thing I was going to do was drive home drunk at fucking midnight. You know, just give us off already. Knock the fuck off. But yeah, it was a shame. And it's also a shame because this is the third Philadelphia team this year that got to the championship and couldn't bring it home. Not that I care about the union, but what I'm trying to say is like the Phillies got there unexpectedly. They weren't even supposed to win it. Then the Eagles got there and they were supposed to win it and they didn't. And the union, I don't know if they were supposed to win it or not, because quite frankly, you guys know how I feel about soccer. Right. But anyway, that's that. That's a 22 minute and 42 second open before I even get started (laughs) with anything. Now, I got to tell you this one story. It just happened. This just happened on Thursday. And I got to tell you, you know, there's certain stories I've told on this show before that kind of just let you know. There's two things that I'm, I'm, I am I got to get better at. All right. There's two things that I do all the time. All right. I lose shit and I forget shit. <laughs> Could probably be easily avoided by dialing back to drinking a little bit, but that's a different story for a different day. Now, I, since we've been going back to the office, it, like the one thing that I, that really freezes my ass about going back to the office, I don't mind it, you know, because like I said, I get to see my friends and shit like that. But like, the one thing that really bothers me about it is I got to break down the fucking laptop and pack it in the bag. I got to drive to work. I got to unpack it out of the bag. I got to hook it up. I got to hook. I got to unhook it at the end of the day. Put it back in the bag. Drive home. Bring it up. Fucking hook it up. I hate that shit. Like we should just have it where like you have your own desk and you walk in and everything is all set up. That's stupid. All right, but two times since we've been going back to the office, I forgot my fucking power cord like when I was coming home for my laptop. And the first time that it happened, I, I didn't even realize it. And I'm sitting there working. It's like 1130 in the morning and my whole fucking thing just powered off. I'm like, what the fuck? All right, so then I had to go to my fucking boss. I'm like, look, dude, I'm going to be back in a half hour. You know, I, I forgot my power cord. And he said, God damn it. You know, like, because he knows how it is. Like, everybody's watching that fucking queue. Where's Christian at? As if I'm like an offender, like the other people who are like unavailable for fucking two hours at a time. Nothing happens to them. But if I, God forbid, I fucking leave, you know, I just fucking honest mistake, right? So I go back, I get the, I get the court to come back, right? And I did this again. I forgot it again, like maybe three weeks later. And this time it was like when I first logged in, I realized I forgot it. So I, I, I linked my boss. I'm like, dude, you're going to kill me. But I forgot my fucking power. He's like, dude, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I know. So I went back again. I went and fucking got it. Now, this past Wednesday, my boss is leaving. He leaves at like 4 o'clock. You would think he works banker hours, but really 
He gets in there like at six in the morning. He's a fucking crazy person. So he's walking out and like he's walking past my dad. He's like, all right, have a good night, man. I'm like, yeah, you too. He's like, don't forget your power cord. I'm like, thanks, dick. <laughs> and he, you know, we have that kind of relationship. Like he said it and then just laughed. Like, I'm just fucking with you. I know. I know. <laughs> right. So I'm packing up my shit. I get home. Now here's, here's something kind of a one-off. I get into my apartment, you know, and typically what I do is when I come home, I hook that shit up right away. Cause I, that's the last thing I want to deal with in the morning. First thing in the morning, because I'm one of those guys, like I said, when I'm working at home, I wake up and I log in. There's no wake up an hour before you're working and have coffee and all that other shit. Nope. I'm up. Like <laughs> I get up, I'm logged in no more than two minutes later. Okay. Like I told you, I don't, I don't even put pants on until like two o'clock. <laughs> so the last thing I want to do is hook up a goddamn laptop, right? So I hook it up at nighttime, but for some reason on Wednesday, I didn't, I think I got a call or something. I was talking to somebody on the phone or I got some sort of distraction to where I didn't hook it up. And then after that distraction ended, I just completely slipped my mind to go and hook my shit up. So I said, you know, like I, I go out on the balcony, I'm fucking, you know, I'm getting all sauced up. So I'm out there and I'm drinking, right? <laughs> and I think it was about 12 o'clock and I was going in and I walked in and I look on my chair and I noticed my laptop bag was still in the chair and I went, son of a bitch. I'm like, I never hooked up the goddamn thing. I'm like, I'm not doing it tomorrow. I'm like, you know, it, not that, not that being drunk is going to affect how I hook up a laptop. I mean, I've done it a million times. I'm like, fuck it, I'll just do it right now, right? So I go sit down on the floor, pull the fucking shit out, and and I'm doing my thing, right? So I plug in the power cord, you know, I go plug in my keyboard, and I noticed, like, I pull out my mouse, and then I noticed, where's my headset? Now, before I even get into that, all right, it's like my headset is essential for me to do my job. Without my headset, I just, I can't do my job. You know, so I'm like, motherfucker. I'm like, did I leave it there? Now, I did this thing that I always do, and I think I might have told you guys this before. There's like three compartments in my laptop bag. I, I checked each compartment like seven times as if the fucking headset was going to magically appear. You know, I told you that when you guys do, like, you know, when you talk about, like, losing your keys or losing your phone or losing your wallet. I'm heading out. And all I'm taking with me is my phone, wallet, keys, yeah, phone, wallet, keys. Just those three things, please, need my phone, wallet, keys. You know, you, you'll look at, you'll look in the same place 52 times as if, like, you, you know, it's it's going to magically appear. And there, and those are three things, okay? Those are three, th- I'm going to go down a quick rabbit hole here. Those are three things that if you lose, you're just not right for the, for the rest of the day. Like, like all right, the last time... Go back to the last time that you left your house to go to work for the day and you got to work and realized you forgot your phone. Did your mentality change the rest of the day? Yes, in the fuck it did. That's that's the equivalent. Like when you lo- when you don't bring your phone and you don't have it on you, that's the same feeling you have as like that dream that you have that you got on the school bus naked. Like that's the feeling that you get. You just don't feel right for the whole fucking day. Well, like I, I think it was like f- four or six weeks ago, I want to say. I lost my fucking wallet. I don't even know if I told you guys about this. But when I tell you, like, you feel like you lost a part of you. I, I felt like I lost a part of me. Now, the one thing, you know, obviously that you do is, is when once you determine that it's actually lost and you just didn't put it in a spot where you're not going to find it, that's when you, you know, you get a new debit card. You can't, you, you pause your credit cards. You do all that. So I, I did. I got a new debit card. 
right? I got, I paused my one credit card and the other credit card, you can't pause like over the phone. So I thought that would be a good litmus test. I'm like, all right, let's let that, let that ride. If people start spending money, then I'll just report it as fraud. And now I know that, you know, the wallet's gone, but I truly believe that this wallet is still here. I, 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 I just think it's in a spot where I'm never going to find it. And, and I've done that before. As you guys know, it's well documented on the show. I didn't tell you about this story, but one time I lost a phone and I found it two years later. And you guys know the infamous story about me being on the golf course, losing my keys and finding them on the golf course behind the 18th green two years later. It's just, it's just what happens with me, you know, but something tells me I'm going to magically find that wallet at some point, you know, I'm not giving up on it yet because it's been six weeks. Nothing's, nothing's been spent. So the wallet has not been found yet. All right, we're going to leave that case open because one day I'm probably going to be telling you a story about how I found that goddamn wallet. All right, now, I'm like, no, you know, I'm looking in the same place a million times. I'm like, I can't find it. I'm like, did you leave it at the fucking office? Even after your fucking boss just told you, don't forget your fucking power cord, like, don't forget anything. I'm like, the last, all right, two things I don't want to do tomorrow morning. The last thing I want to do is have to wake up early and deal with morning traffic, drive into the office and grab his fucking headset that's one thing, and I don't want to hear my boss going, didn't I fucking tell you? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, you did, all right? So I'm like, you're going to go get it right now, 1230. Let's fucking do this. Like, drunk. <laughs> now, the only reason why I did drive was because Norristown, like, outside <laughs> outside of fucking murdering somebody, like, vehicular homicide, they're not going to, they're not, they don't pull people over for traffic around here. They just don't, you know? I mean, think about it. Like all the fart can cars that go by and run stop signs at 70 miles an hour. Nothing happens to them, you know? So anyway, I get in the car. I drive to the office. I get there. I park the car right in front of the front doors, right? And we used to occupy all four floors of my building, but now we subletted like two floors out because we downsize and then it is what it is. Right, so when it was just us, we used to keep the front door locked to the point where you had to have a badge to get in. Now that's not a thing; they just leave it open, and then you just need a badge to get into your floor. All right. So I walk up, I pull, I park right outside of the, you know, where you're not supposed to park. I just double park. There's nobody there, so I I go to the front door, and I notice on like the magnet strip there was red lights on, and I went, "Oh motherfucker!" I'm like, "No way." No fucking way. You're going to tell me it's fucking locked and I drove here for nothing. And then I'm going to still have to go do what I didn't want to do tomorrow morning, which is drive here and find a goddamn thing. And then hear the shit from my boss. Right? So I'm like, motherfucker, motherfucker, you know? So I turn around. I go to, you know, drive back home. My tail's between my legs. I'm all fucking pissed off. And I noticed now in my parking lot on any given day, there's anywhere from like, you know, 40 to 60 cars out there. And, of course, the parking lot was empty, but I did look across the street, and in the parking lot, there was a car. One car. I'm like, is this my Gilligan's Island moment? Like, I'm going to I'm gonna get, you know, taken off the island. So, so I noticed the taillights were on in said car. So I'm like, well, that, that could be good and that could be bad because if there's somebody in that car, that means they had already left the building, which means they can't get in just like I can't. But I was like, it's worth it to go over there and just, you know, extend an olive branch and see if there's anything that I can do. Right. So I walk over and, you know, for fear of like scaring the shit out of whoever was in that fucking car, you know, it wasn't like I was going to pop up in the driver's side and just be like, hey, <laughs> you know, I wasn't going to do that. 
So I approach the car from like three parking spots away on the passenger side, and I'm kind of like making movements to catch their attention so I don't scare the fuck out of them, right? And I finally get this girl's attention, and she rolls the window down. The first thing that I noticed about this was the car was fucking filthy. Like it looked like an episode of Hoarders, but you just did it in a car. Like the the whole passenger seat, like where somebody would sit and like put put their feet was a fucking trash can like it it was filled up to to the glove compartment with junk oh okay <laughs> i'm like even if you could help me i don't even know if i want you to but either way so i look in this, this there's a girl behind the driver's seat okay and she was high as a goddamn kite <laughs> all right and she could have been no more than 14 years old i'm like what the what, am i in like a fantasy land here how are you even operating a motor vehicle and let alone being here at this time i gotta know this story you know and i said look i said i'm so sorry i'm so sorry but no it's like it's okay like yeah it's okay you're fucking high who gives a shit (laughs) you know right i'm like look i'm like i work on the second floor here okay and i forgot my headset it's essential for me for my day i know you don't give a shit but is there any way you can get me in that goddamn building and i knew what the answer was going to be already you know what the fuck was she going to do you know, and she goes, "No, I don't work here." I said, "You don't work here? What the fuck are you doing here?" Then at twelve thirty nine, you know, and she goes, "Oh, I'm here to pick up my husband. He he works here." I'm like, "Your husband? Like you're not even old enough to have a license? Like you, you can't consent to marriage? What the, what the fuck is that? Can't even vote yet? What are you talking about? You know?" But I, I you know, get involved in other people's affairs. So I, I I'm like, so I'm like, so you're trying to tell me he's in the building right now? She's like, yeah. I said, all right, do me a favor. I said, call him or text him, please, and see if he can come down and let me in. Like, I, I know he might be busy and all that kind of stuff. I'll wait. I don't care. I just need to get this thing, you know, tonight. Right? She's like, okay, I'll, I'll text him. All right, yeah, good. Thanks. All right? So I'm sitting there waiting. He texts her. Now, obviously, he's got to be close to the end of his shift, whatever the fuck it is he's doing there at 1230. You know, and she's like, he might be on a call. I'm like, where, where are you calling? China? you know what time it is in china 5 p.m tomorrow it's the fucking future over there right as well documented on the show also but he texts her back and he's like yeah i'll come down he's like i'm 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 wrapping up right now i'm i'm gonna come out you know for for the night you know and she goes yeah he's coming down in a couple minutes i'm like oh my god thank you so much right so i'm like all right i'm i'm not gonna stand here and make it awkward you can go back to being high um i'm gonna go over and just wait at the front door this way like he doesn't walk out and it shuts behind him and then i'm fucked thank you so much blah 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 so i walk over to the door now i'm waiting it's been about five minutes and here comes this guy all right you ever see these people that i don't understand this man like you know there's things that you're going to regret in life like a facial tattoo all right you can you can bet your ass you're going to regret that if you ever do it okay Unless, well, no, I'm not even going to go down that rabbit hole, but he didn't have facial tattoos, but usually would assist people with facial tattoos and piercings and things like that. You ever see these people do the fucking gauge earrings? You know, where they do it to a point where they got a hole so fucking big you can fuck it. Why do people do that? It does not look good. Oh, man. Certain fucking styles of things that that, that people do that are going to be permanent, I, I just don't fucking understand it at all. I don't get it. All right. Now he opens the door and man, when I tell you, I'm like, dude, thank you so much. Oh my God. You're saving me here. Blah, 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 blah. And like, he was basically, he could not give 
any other fucks. He was just like, eh, whatever, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> Which, you know, I kind of respect him for, but I just thought it was weird. What's a guy like you? You know, and he was he had the whole skater outfit on. He was wearing, like, Jenko jeans, like, from fucking 1992 or 6 or 8. I forget when that era was, but it was somewhere around there. And I'm like, what is it that you do here? <laughs> what What would you say you do here? It's just so weird. It was so weird. But this is a record on the C-Rod podcast as far as the first segment. We're now at 37 minutes, and I haven't even added drops in yet. He. <laughs> Looking at a 40-minute segment here, so probably for the, what, the fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth week in a row, you know, you're getting something over an hour and well over an hour, I might add. So that's good for you, not so much for me. But I have more fun stuff. You know, I, I did collect a lot of bullets this week. I got a lot of fun stuff to get into. And, of course, our regular weekly segments, as we always do here, you know how we roll. So keep it locked right here on the C-Rod Podcast. Back in a flash. Hey guys, Christian here, and I'm about to hit you with a threefer for this one. Alright? I'm going to ask you three questions. One, do you love craft beer? Two, do you love great barbecue? And three, do you love live music? Then man, do I have the spot for you. Crooked Eye Brewery, right in the heart of of Hatboro, run by my friend Matt's family, the Mulherons. They're a great family. Okay, and you guys know I'm an IPA guy. I love craft beer. And when I tell you their flagship IPA, the Crooked Eye IPA, is delicious, I mean it. And they have all kinds of other beers too. Blondales, Hazy L, Session IPAs, Stouts, Porters, all that stuff. They got it and they brew it right in-house. And it is delicious. They have live music almost every single night of the week. They have a house band, the Crooked Eye house band. And then the main event on Wednesdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, my buddy Matt, Salty Vets Barbecue, serves their food right out of the brewery. And I've had him on this show before, as you guys know. We went a little behind the scenes. It's all how he did things. And I'm telling you right now, people always say, oh, there's no good barbecue around here. There's no good barbecue around here. Yeah, well, now there is. Right in the heart of Montgomery County, right off of York Road in Hatboro, right next to Silvio's Deli. Crooked Eye Brewery, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. You can get their delicious barbecue, unbelievable ribs, unbelievable pulled chicken, great sides, pulled pork, the whole nine, and he's always adding menu items to his menu. This is a great family. This is a great brewery with great beer, great live music, and great food. Check out Crooked Eye Brewery in Hatboro. Tell my center. to the C-Rod Podcast. Van Halen making their first entry here on the C-Rod Podcast. And it's funny. <laughs> you know what's ironic about this song? I always thought it was funny. This was the number one song in 1984 on an album aptly named 
1984. Now, I, when I went to go play this song today, I, I, I kind of remembered. I'm like, this was like my first favorite song. I think it was my first favorite song. I'm pretty sure it was. You know, like when you get to that age where you start like getting favorite shit, like, you know, <laughs> it was this, I think it was like, I can't fight this feeling by REO Speedwagon. That was another one that I like, but I, I just remember this song being like my first favorite song ever. And it's kind of like when you get into that era of your life where you get your favorite movie, your favorite show, you start getting favorite shit. <laughs> Or, or like your your famous your first celebrity crush. Anybody remember who their first celebrity crush is? I do. <laughs> Brooke Shields, man, she was like her. It was Brooke Shields and Linda Carter that played Wonder Woman. Oh my God, <laughs> my own. I was like six. <laughs> oh shit, that's funny. But anyway. I got to tell you this story. This is this is crazy and it's like this is usually the time of of the show that I talk about food. So I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to tell you a little tale of what happened to me where I actually thought I was in the fucking twilight zone. I couldn't believe my eyes when I you know, I, I really I thought it was fake. So I'm sitting there and I'm like I'm I'm contemplating on what I wanted to eat that night and I'm like and I don't know what why this popped into my head because I haven't been there in like 3 years, but I'm like, "You know what? I'm like I haven't had Primos in forever." And I know exactly why. It's because we used to go there for lunch when we like went to the office every day because there was one in King of Prussia. But right when the pandemic started, that they closed. So I guess I just never paid it any mind anymore, you know. So I'm, I Google to see if there's any like near me, and it turned out there is one in King of Prussia. They just like went to a different location. So I'm like, all right, cool. So I go to like place the order online, and I I did not know this. Did you guys know that Primos has cheesesteaks now? Who knew? You know? And I kind of, like, was taken aback by it a little bit because, like, Primo's is, like, one of those. It's, like, dude, stick to hoagies because, like, they have these chicken cutlet sandwiches and, like, different variations of them, and they're fucking garbage. I will say their meatball sandwich is actually pretty good. But typically, they're like Wawa. They don't have a grill. They don't have an oven, you know? So it's, like, they're, they're doing this somehow, and I, I don't fucking know. Another thing, too, get, fucking get fries already, Primo's. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know, it's like, dude, I, I it's like, I, if I'm going to have a hoagie and fries or a cheesesteak and fries or a meatball and fries, yeah, I, I, that I, I, I'll do like fries on the side. I don't want to get a ham and cheese hoagie with a side of fucking pepper shooters <laughs> or fucking mozzarella balls. You know what I'm saying? Get fries already. Jesus Christ. So. <laughs> So I'm like, oh my God, I'm like a cheesesteak. I'm like, where, like, where's the grill? I, I couldn't, you know, I'm like, are you going to tell me they installed grills in every fucking Primo's location? I think not, you know? So now I'm curious and I'm like, all right, I was going to get like my go-to at Primo's is a ham and cheese hoagie. Like, cause if I'm going to get an Italian hoagie, you guys know me, I'm going to Sam's Italian market in Willow Grove. It's the only place I'm getting an Italian hoagie for the rest of my goddamn life. I don't care if I'm here to Texas, I'm, I'm coming back to sam's to get the italian hoagie but ham and cheese at primo's is my go-to right so i'm like I, I, I gotta see this now you know i'm curious you know i'm curious are you like wawa do you keep fucking just meat in a bag w what are we doing you know i can't wait to see what they come up with so i place the order right 
And I go, I go in. Because I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, look, man, Primo's has the perfect fucking roll for a cheesesteak. It's like, it's, you know, it's a seated roll and it's hard on the outside and it's soft on the inside. That is the fucking ultimate roll for a cheesesteak. So I had to fucking say what the hype was about. Actually, there was no hype. I was kind of hyping it up myself. But anyway, so I order, right? I go to pick up. Now, this is where it just gets weird. This this whole thing is like a Twilight Zone thing. So, okay. I walk into the joint, right? And there was there was one family in there. They were at the first table, and they're all sitting down eating. And I didn't even glance in their direction. I just kind of saw them out of my peripheral vision, right? So I go walk up to the counter. And I'm the only one in there. And there's a guy at the register, but he's like on the phone taking an order. And then I just kind of like glance in the back and there's like five other people working, right? So I got to wait for this guy to get off the phone. Fine, right? And then, you know, as I'm waiting now, now I got to do what I normally do. I got I to survey the room. I got I to see like, you know, I got to get more in depth of what's what my surroundings are, you know? So I look at the guy a little bit closer behind the fucking register and he's, he's on the phone taking an order and he, and, and he was Asian, right? He was an Asian motherfucker. What that Asian motherfucker do? <laughs> I'll only say that for a few more weeks until I wean you off that Bill Burr bit because I'm going to I'm going to call people Asian because they're Asian. You know, I am going to call people I'm going to call black people black people. I'm going to call Arabs Arabs. So, that motherfucker. So, I notice he's he's Asian. Okay, you know, everybody needs a job, you know. But then this order started becoming a large one to the point where like he's been on the phone for a couple minutes and now I'm like looking into the back to say like, hey, anybody else want to come up and fucking greet your customers? You know, and I look back and all five guys in the back were Asian. All of them. (laughs) I'm like, wait a minute. (laughs) I'm like, hold on. I'm like, this is a fucking Chinese Primo. Are we at Primo's or we at Plimo's? And yes, I'm gonna make that fucking joke too because it's funny. All right, 20 years ago, that that was that that flew fucking fine. You know, like the L's are R's and the R's are L's. I mean, Christ, Christmas story. Now this wasn't 20 years ago, but Christmas story when that came out, and they went to the Chinese restaurant because because the turkey got fucked up, and they sing deck the halls and they say fa ra 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 ra. It's funny, okay. <laughs> so I'm at Plimos, and <laughs> so now the guy gets off the phone. Right? Ah, oh, can I help you? I do hello. And and so, <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, here, pick up, right? And, and you know, he, he goes and like looks for my order, and he fucking gets it. Now, while that whole thing was transpiring, while he was on the phone and I'm surveying shit, I heard two customers come in, and they were just like standing in line behind me, but I didn't turn around. Obviously, I just felt them behind me, kind of like the lady with the mustache I told you about last week. <laughs> so. I, so finally, I think the father of the family that was eating at the table, they came up, he came up and he wanted to get like a box or like a wrapper, like to take some of their shit home. And lo and behold, he was Asian. The family was Asian, right? And then he, as he goes to get his box or whatever it was, he handed it to him. He goes to walk back to the table. Now I got to turn around. I turn around and the two customers behind me were Asian. Now I'm, I'm sitting here going like, wait, <clears throat> Like, am I allowed in here? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, am I allowed in here? Because it, I'm starting to catch a pattern going on. 
know, like they wanted to have their secret Primo's cult. I, I, I don't know. And the fun, and the fact that everybody, even the customers, knew. Like you know, of all the Primos I'm going to go to, I'm going to go to the Asian Primos. <laughs> it was, it was crazy, right? So now I get home, right after I pick this thing up, I get home and I unwrap it, and it was the weirdest thing. Because <laughs> I opened up the roll. I opened up the thing. I get it out of the paper. I open up the roll. And it, it was a roll with pepper steak and onion. <laughs> this can't be happening. Like, can you give me a general chose cheesesteak? Are you kidding me? I'm only kidding. It wasn't, it wasn't pepper steak with onion. Just added to the bit. But so here's the weird thing about this, okay? I, I, listen, I looked and looked and looked. Even though it was, a, it was deep behind the register, I didn't see a grill. So I'm like, all right, how, how the fuck did they make this goddamn thing? Now, I will say this. If the weird part about it was it, it was clearly it wasn't sirloin and it wasn't ribeye. It was a, it was a different kind of cut. Like the, It was basically like a – I don't even know what it was. I, I couldn't even tell you. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. All right? I will say this. This is, this is what I'll say about that cheesesteak, okay? It's probably the best cheesesteak that you'll get at a chain. Because like you know like like what are we looking at for chains that have cheesesteaks Subway, no thanks. You know, um, Jersey Mike's, uh, no. Th- In fact, these Jersey fucking Mike's commercials. Have you seen these with with Danny DeVito? And they make it a big deal. Like like all right, so so there's a you know they have one for a hoagie and then they have one for a cheesesteak right and then they, they show a guy like chopping at the grill and he's and danny devito's like they grill it right in front of you as opposed to what <laughs> behind the building like so what they slice it right in front of you <laughs> that's great okay that's fantastic but you can just look at it in the in the commercial and be like, no. And and like I said before, I did a bit on Jersey Mike's and Subway and all those chains. They they are fucking garbage, all of them. Wawa meat in a bag, no grill. And that was my question too, because they had, like I got fried onions on it, and they were fried onions. I'm like, where the fuck did you fry these goddamn things? <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? It was weird, but I, you know, again, I, I will say it was, it, it's the best chain cheesesteak that, that you're going to get. But moving right along, I, I, I got to tell you guys this fucking story. This, <laughs> this is funny because it's close to home for me. So a, a call comes through the queue. I'm doing this consultation, right? And it was for a pharmacy. And they were going to get like display ads, which I, you know, display ads, for those of you who don't know what they are, you do know what they are. It, you're basically like, you know, reading an article on your phone and all the ads that pop up and go over the text that you're fucking trying to read that annoy the shit out of you. You know, I always tell people, like when I was in sales, I never sold them because I'm like, you okay, listen, you're going to spend 300 bucks a month on this. You might as well take that 300 bucks, get out a lighter and fucking set it on fire right now because it's not going to do dick for you. Just throw that money right out the window. Right. So I'm like, okay, <laughs> an ad, a display ad for a pharmacy. This is This is a winner, you know. And you know me, like I said, as soon as I greet the client, I can already tell. I can already tell if they're what kind of person they're going to be. You know what I'm saying? So if the sales rep is not there with the client, usually they will, you know, I'll call them and then I'll have like a brief discussion about what we're doing that day, you know, whether it be a website or advertising or both. And 
then they bring the client on the line. So I'm talking to the sales rep first, and it was it was only a display ad. That was the only thing that we were doing that day. Now here's the thing. This is the one thing I don't understand about my company. Okay, when you, when when a display ad comes in for a consultation, you got to send out a Zoom link to the client and build it on the phone with them, so like it goes live that day. And I, really, it's, it's a bad look for us because like we don't design. You know, we don't design ads. We just, we have 10 different templates that we can pick from. So really all I can do, you know, is change the images, change the text, change the color, change the, you know, that's it. That's, that's all I can do because it's not, you know, you're just basically choosing a different layout for, you know, for each thing. There's only 10 options, you know what I'm saying? But that's a bad look when I'm showing the client how to, like how we build these things. And it's like, there's no design element to it whatsoever. You know, it's just like, oh God. And it's, you know, and, and the people who are like savvy to that kind of shit, pick it up. And it did, it happened on, it happened on this call, you know, cause I'm a consultant. I'm not a designer. That's you pay me to be a consultant. And, and that's the thing. Like, our, like I told you this before, like they take pride in the fact that like, we'll, we'll flip a website in a, in a week. Like, Oh, we, we, we got his website live in eight days. Who gives a shit? It's not a pizza. <laughs> you know, we're all, I'll get it there 30 minutes or less. It's a fucking website. In fact, it should spend more time. Well, I'm not even going to get into that. But anyway, we're, we, I don't know why we pride ourselves on that. But anyway, so I'm talking to the sales rep, and the sales reps actually have a tool available so they can do the same things that we do. So basically, like a good sales rep will will build the ad. Now they're not doing the back end shit that I do. They just have the tool to build the you know the, what it looks like. I I got to do all kinds of shit on the back end to, to actually make it work. You know, and I'll tell you if I get 50 display ad consultations 49 of them didn't create the spec ad that they're supposed to you know like i would be you know if i did sell this i would create it and get it approved before i go into the consultation just to make things smooth right so anyway i'm on the i'm on the the line with the rep before she brings the client on and i go you know we're sitting there talking and she goes no i i, I did create a spec ad i'm like oh good because then that means I don't have to build it on the call because it's fucking awkward. I, I, I have so many different things I'm clicking into and clicking out of and trying to hold a conversation at the same goddamn time. So I'm like, all right, so did she approve it? And she goes, yeah, but, you know, there's just a shade of blue in there that's from their website. I just couldn't, I couldn't quite match it up right. And I'm like, okay, have you ever heard of fucking color picker? Like, <laughs> I'm like, that's no problem. I'm like, I'll get the hex code and I'll match it exactly. I'm like, you want to bring her on the line? She goes, oh, perfect. Yeah, great. So I, you know, I, I introduced myself and like I said, I'm like, Hey, how you doing? And she goes, I'm good. No, I'm good. How are you? You know? Oh, I'm great. Thanks for asking. I'm like, no, none of that. I got, I'm good. I'm like, here we, here we fucking go. You know, captain cunt. So I'm like, all right. So from what, from what I understand, your rep uh, built you an ad and you approved of it and we just got to match the color. Right. And she goes, no, I did not approve of it. She's like, I, what she gave me was a start. I thought, okay, we can start from here, but I wanted to talk to somebody that does these display ads day in and day out, and that's where you come in. And I said, no, Karen, that's not where I come in because I'm a consultant. I'm not a designer, and you're about to see exactly what magic goes into building these fucking things, okay? So when she said that, that that's a starting point, I think she thought she was on the phone with a designer. And I'm like, and I knew it. I'm like, there's no way. She's going to look at these templates and I'll show her all 10 and she's not going to like any of them, which is exactly what I did. And I said, look, you know, like my hands are fucking tied here. I'm not a designer. I just have these templates. I don't know why we build them on the phone. I don't even know why we show you 
what the fucking story is. All right. So anyway, I'm going through my line of questioning before I actually get the Zoom link going. And the play, it was a pharmacy, all right, which, again, you're throwing your money out the window for a fucking ad to begin with, for display ads to begin with. And then it's about a pharmacy. Nobody, nobody cares, okay? Nobody cares. And she's sitting there going like, yeah, well, what she had was a start, but, like, I need to have an ad that's going to stand out. I, I need people to, you know, like, to see that ad versus other ads. I'm like, what the fuck do you think this is? You know, for your dinky $300 a month. Now, we do have designers, like, if you're going to spend more than, like, you know, $1,000 a month. Or 300 bucks. It's like I said, you might as well burn it. So, anyway, I, I open their website just so I can get, like, a reference point. And then, you know, even though there's limited text space on these ads, I'm like, what do you want to focus on? I'm like, do you want to focus on the pharmacy as a whole? Or, you know, you're like you know, do you have a hyper-focused area, what you want to do? And she goes, no, 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 I don't want to do an ad for the pharmacy at all. I know, what the fuck? Then what are we doing here? <laughs> What's going? Can you explain to me a little bit more deep what exactly what we want to do here? And she goes, no, no, the, the you know, there's the pharmacy, and then we have a, a podcast about the pharmacy. <laughs> I went, here we go. <laughs> this is like this is great. Now I'm like I'm now I'm in. I'm like, all right, oh, podcast. I can't wait to hear this. <laughs> you know, I'm like, you actually do a podcast about a fucking pharmacy in butt fuck North Dakota. <laughs> I was like, all right, dude, now this is going to get fun. Right. So now, so now we're going through all the templates. As you said, I'm trying to give me changes. And she goes, listen, I really need to have, you know, like an ad that people are going to like, you know, they're going to click on it and they're going to listen to this podcast. I'm like, listen. I hate to break it to you, but nobody gives a fuck about a podcast about a pharmacy in buttfuck North Dakota. I'm sorry. I didn't say that, of course. You know, so they had they had a link, they had a tab on their website that just said podcast, and then you can like, you know, download it from there. And they also had like a very similar to what I have. You know, they had a website for the podcast, and mine's not live yet, of course, but you know, they had one of those. So she goes, Well, what do you think we should do? Should we link it to you know, the website podcast page or the actual podcast page. And I'm like, what the fuck do you think? First of all, the only, the only time people are going to, you know, click on that is if they fat finger it, you know, but either way, have it land on your podcast website because you don't want, you know, like uh, then you're going to have a whole pharmacy. It just didn't make any goddamn sense. So we're going through this fucking thing. You know, we're going through the whole all the templates and all the shit, you know, and all this. And she's like, you know, they really, they really, you know, these really just look like they're very poorly done. Like I, like this is blah, 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 blah. I'm like, again, you know, you were, you were, you were overestimating this fucking podcast to begin with, you know, and you're overestimating what these ads are actually going to do. You think, you think like you're going to put out a $300 display ad in North Dakota and you're going to be Joe Rogan in two weeks. Takes a little more than that there toots. Okay. So now we're going through this and you know, blah, 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 you know, and I'm like, do you want to do this? You want to do that? Like, you know, and she goes, you know, like, see, and this is the thing. Like, this is why you do display ads and, and I do podcasting. And I went, what the fuck did you just say to me? <laughs> I'm like, don't you know who I am? Google me. You'll find out. Now- <laughs> no, but what I'm, what I'm trying to say is I'm like, you know, of course she would have no idea that I have a podcast, but you don't just go ahead and say that in jest being that like everybody has a podcast these days anyway uh, you know what i'm saying i'm like i like to think i'm a fucking seasoned vet at this point who the fuck are you (laughs) 
right? So now, now, like after the call, I'm fucking curious. I'm like, I got, I, I got, I got to check this thing out, you know. So I go to the podcast page that, or, or the podcast uh, website, I should say. She's got eight episodes, eight, right? And it, and it, it was it, it was the same as my first eight, meaning like th- there was no rhyme or reason to when they were coming out. It was like one came out January 21st and the next one came out March 3rd and the next one came out, you know, May 22nd. There was no rhyme or reason to none of it. And I hit play. Oh, <laughs> people will just do anything these days. I mean, like they, there, there was no, there was no production to it whatsoever. It was like, uh, it sounded like she was talking through a cell phone. It was just like so poorly put together, but it's like, like, bitch, you've done eight, like I've lapped you 10 times. And you're going to tell me, oh, that's why I do podcasting and you do display. Yeah, go podcasting your fucking sister's ass. All right. And good luck in butt fuck North Dakota. It's time for the get off my lawn segment for the week. So here it is. Get off my lawn. I've talked about this a few times on this show, but like now it's just getting to a point where I. It's it's really bad. Like I said, I, I hope Jen Alpha just comes up and and rebels against all this shit. These entitled fucking people. Because this generation, I've told you this before. I I've had multiple packages stolen from my front door. That wasn't a thing back in the day. This this is only you know really post pandemic, and and we do live in a a different world pre, than we do pre pandemic in a lot of different areas. But I was supposed to get three things from my work like shipped to me all right one was my five-year packet which i really couldn't care less about it's just like it's a certificate saying you've been there for five years and like a thank you letter and shit like i would yeah okay whatever right and then i had the, the award that i won and then what was the other thing Oh, you, you get to like it's a kick-in you kind of get to like pick something from like our store like our company store you know, but like they give you like a thousand bucks and you get a, like a PTO day, they give you the award and then you get to pick something from the store. And I, I picked like a, a weighted blanket because I'm hearing like so many great things about this. That's neither here nor there. But the thing was, you know, they were supposed to ship and then I I went to HR and I'm like, it's been a while. I haven't gotten anything. And it turned out they shipped it to my old address in Willow Grove. So, uh, you know, I went and you know, showed them that I did update my address like in our portal and they're like, okay, we'll, we'll reship everything. Well, it's been like, you know, three weeks and, and nothing has come here. So I'm, I'm thinking that they were stolen and that's where I, that's where the whole, you know, narrative falls apart for me because I'm like, why? I don't understand this. And I said this when I did a bit on this before, like, it's basically like a, it's a crapshoot what you're going to get. I mean, you basically just see packages, you steal it. It's like, what if it doesn't pertain to you? You're basically, you, you stole, you risked like, because if you're walking down the street and you get caught stealing a package and there happens to be a cop going by, you're, you're getting locked up. So is it worth, you know, getting locked up and getting that on your record for a, an award with my name on it and a certificate with my name on it and a weighted blanket that was, that was you know, well worth it for you? This fucking generation is so goddamn entitled. And the reason why I'm saying that is because they want everything handed to them. And if they don't get it handed to them, they're going to steal it. Like, there's no integrity. There's no, like, ethical struggle for any of the shit that they do. 
You know, they get out of high school and they want to be a CEO somewhere, never worked a day in their life. They want everything given to them. Do you know how many packages were stolen in 2022? I'm going to take a wild stab at it. 260 million packages were stolen in 2022. Now, last time I checked, the American population is somewhere around 330, 340 million people. So that pretty much tells me that, like, you know, maybe 260 million families have had children, and that pretty much adds up. So you're pretty much saying that every American's had a package stolen from them in the last year. And here's here's another thing that didn't happen before 2020, these entitled motherfuckers. Like, before 2020, before the pandemic, did you ever see somebody run into, like, a pharmacy with a fucking bag and just, and just basically, you know, steal everything and just walk out the door like nothing happened, or a Macy's, or even a Wawa? That shit didn't happen before 2020. It's because it's these fucking entitled kids. It's 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 ridiculous. It, it's ridiculous. And like now now I got to go back and say, all right, can you ship it for a third time? They got to make that award because the award is like, it's like this glass. Um, it's hard to explain. It's like a glass thing, but inside of the glass, there's like our company logo and my name and the year and and all that. And it's like they got to make it, you know. So it's going to be the third one. They got to make because some fucking asshole stole it. What what are you going to do? Put my name and an award on your mantle? Here's a novel idea. Why don't you go out and get a fucking job and earn shit, and then maybe one day you'll have an award with your name on it that you don't have to steal. All right there, gay? Anyway, it's time for that's Fucked Up. On today's episode of How Fucked Up is Fucked Up, that's fucked up. (sighs) Now... This this one's going to get a little bit serious. I took one one <laughs> I took one week off from Joe Biden last week, and this is going to be one of those things where, like, this what I'm about to tell you, okay? And every other time I've indicted him on this goddamn show, if you don't see it by now, what a crook this guy is, then you just can't be reached. I'm sorry, you know. So, um. For those of us who are actually in the know and we don't get our news from mainstream media, you will know because the mainstream media has has completely slept, swept this thing under the rug and it is so goddamn serious. The magnitude of this situation is so fucking serious that it should be like, you know, a national emergency at, at this point. All right. For those of you who didn't know, all right, about a week and a half ago, a train derailed in East Palestine, Ohio. With rail car after rail car after rail car of toxic fluid, I forget what the actual what the what it actually was, what the name of it was. All right, but the, the train derailed and spilled toxic chemicals by by the hundreds of thousands of gallons. It's all it's in the soil, it's in the water, it's in the air, and then by the time you know uh, authorities responded to it, it got to the point where they had to set it on fire. To prevent, like, f- you know, f- further explosions. Okay? Ironically enough, it derailed <laughs> it derailed in a town that's 90% Republican. That's a little bit ironic. So anyway, there, the plume of smoke that is coming out of East Palestine right now is, is going to affect... Now, I hate to tell you this. Now, I know all my listeners aren't PA, but all my PA listeners, it's going to directly affect us. You could take out to the bank. All right, it's getting in the water. People are getting sick, really sick. All right, and Joe Biden said we're, we're not giving you any money, like for relief. 
So let me see how I can tie this together. Okay, so so um, if you looked at the at the rail that the train derailed on, it looked like you ever see like a ghost track, like you know an abandoned railroad track, and it and and it's just like it's all crooked and and fucked up. That's what this live rail was like. Um. Didn't, did you or did you not spend $1.8 trillion of the American taxpayers' money for a quote-unquote infrastructure bill? I just turned around and got laundered and went into your pocket, into Nancy Pelosi's pocket, into Chuck Schumer's pocket, into Vladimir Zelensky's pocket. I tried to tell you when that thing was signed a year and a half ago. What did I say? I'm like, that, that bill has to do with anything but infrastructure. Wokeism, gender, money to Ukraine. There was nothing to do with infrastructure in that $1.8 trillion bill. And then he go, he has the audacity to tell these people who are suffering. They're suffering. They're sick. They, they can't use the water. Not only can they not drink the water, they can't shower in it. And he says, I'm giving you no money. Meanwhile, every other week, he's giving billions of dollars to fucking Vladimir Zelensky. You want to know why? I told you this before, it's because he's in bed with him. And every dollar that, of the taxpayer's money that goes to Ukraine, a, a percentage of it goes into Joe Biden's pocket. I promise you that. And all the other names that I named for all their crazy fucking spending. Do you know that before 2020, like, you know, a, a spending bill was never over a trillion dollars? That never happened. He's got like four of them since he's been president. He's spent like $9 trillion since he's been president for two years. And what what's improved for us? You're you're spending our money and putting it in your pocket. What is what's that for us? What have you done for us? You won't you won't address any of the crises, the multiple crises that you have created by yourself. Well, along with your administration and Barack Obama, who's really running this country. I mean, let's be real. This is his third term, and the the American people were bamboozled by that fucking guy. Uh, we need to stop uh, the, the bullshit. You know, like basically saying that, like, you know, he's going to save America, but really, <laughs> you know, th- and people are starting to wake up to the fact that they were bamboozled by that guy. And now they know that this is his fucking third term, but I'm not even going after that guy today. You know, you got you have a crisis at the border. You have a fentanyl crisis. You have, in fact, at that state of the potato address, when they were basically booing him the whole time, he th- at one point he's like, we a record number of fentanyl. United States. And they're they're screaming out, border, border. That's where it's fucking coming from. It's your fucking fault. Got a crisis there. You got an inflation crisis that you caused. You got a gas crisis. Well, not that's not a crisis, but gas prices are up, which you caused. Americans are broke. But give that money to Vladimir Zelensky because Ukraine needs it. America twelfth is what is what fucking Joe Biden is. It just it it really just makes me sick to my stomach, you know. But here's the thing, and this is what this is where it, it really makes me mad because I'm starting to think this is by design. All right, toxic, you know, train derailments are not really a a thing. Meaning it it happens, but not to the magnitude of this. Okay, but I think a grand total of like two of them happened in the last two years. In the last three weeks, five of them happened. Five. Look it up. 
Now, two of them were, were tractor trailers, but they still dumped toxic chemicals in public. Michigan, Ohio, South Carolina, Texas, Florida. All had toxic shit spilled all over the goddamn place, seeping into the soil, seeping into the water. Now, here's the thing about it, all right? I blame Pete Buttigieg for this because he was appointed as the, you know, the director of secretary, or the director of secretary, the secretary of transportation. And the guy had absolutely zero qualifications to take that fucking job. And Joe Biden put him in. Why? Because he's gay. That's the only reason why he got that job. I'm sorry. And he's, and he is failing miserably. That's what happens when you put people in positions that they're not qualified to fucking do. And here is where I know climate change is absolute fucking malarkey. It's bullshit. The global temperature now is like nine degrees colder than it was in 2000 when, you know, when we were going to be underwater by 2000. You remember that? Until I see the Statue of Liberty's feet get wet, I am, I am not saying anything about climate change because it's fucking bullshit. It's bullshit. It's just another thing that they can scare the American people into spending their tax dollars to fight, but meanwhile, it's just going right into their pockets. So my thing is this. If you have five instances where you have like record spillage of toxic fucking whatever the fuck that is, I think the truck had like nitric oxide in it, and there's a couple other things. All right, but with all of that happening, where are you, Greta Thunberg, with your fucking stink eye and your crooked fucking face and all your bullshit? Where are you, Miss Environmentalist? How dare you? Where are you, fucking cunt? I watched real quick. I watched the new Jim Jeffrey special last night. You got to check it out. It was fucking hilarious, but he, he went after her. He's like, he's like, I couldn't go after her when she was 16. Because she's 16 years old. Now she's 19, the fucking cunt. <laughs> fucking great. But where is she? Where's Al Gore? Where, where are all the environmentalists at? Where are they at? They know about this. Where, where are you at? And, and that's why I know the whole thing is theater. The whole thing is bullshit. I think it was fucking planned. I really do. Because this is something that an environmentalist should fucking flip the fuck out about. Because, again, this that one in East Palestine, Ohio, I hate to break this to you, but it's going to affect 10% of this population. And, and very soon, by the way. People should be flipping the fuck out. The American people should be flipping the fuck out right now, but half of them don't even know because they get their news from CNN. And they are not making one peep of this shit anywhere. The only ones that do report it, Fox News and Newsmax. And Newsmax was just shut down by AT&T and DirecTV. You know, if, if people don't see this by now, like I said, you can't be reached. If you, if you can't see the show that's going on right now, not right now, it's been happening for decades. But what I'm trying to say is, if you can't see that, you know, like this government does not care about you and they, and they are not going to save you. And, and I, I got news for you, too like for the Republicans and the Democrat, if you're sitting there waiting for a political party to save you, you're a fool. You're just a fool. You know? Because like I said, the Republicans are just as bad. But there's it's not it's not as extreme as it is on the left hand side. But you know, they're both they're both corrupt. All of them. 
and the fact that you are actually going to allow this shit to happen. Like I said, $1.8 trillion in, in an infrastructure bill, and I, I, I'm not seeing new roads. I'm not seeing new hospitals. I'm not seeing new, you know, new schools, new bridges, new, new, nothing. Where did that money go, Joe? Where's it at? But the fact that they'll actually steal our money and tell, them they're sp- tell us they're spending it on one thing, but they're really putting it in their pocket and spending it on other shit that doesn't even need to be spent on, in record numbers, by the way, that you're going to let toxic trains derail and, and fucking basically damage entire communities and not give them $1 while you're giving all the money to fucking Ukraine? That is fucked up, Joe fucking dickhead anyway oh and real quick before i get into my next thing i don't know if you guys saw it all right and I, i'm gonna have to send this to my buddy matt because me and my me and my buddy matt share reels all the time and i i saw this fucking one reel and i was like i, I fucking told you remember when i played that one bit about like yeah i grew up in a black church grew up with a bunch of puerto ricans mexicans raised me in the backyard i used to have pinto beans one time I pooped myself. I have, you know, I was raised by gays. You know, all that. And, and you know, we, we all know that it's complete bullshit. You know, because I, I, I drop, you know, I, I put a drop in there where he said the N word. You know, he's, he's basically just a stone cold racist and never set foot in that goddamn church. And it was proven. I've never seen a more awkward and embarrassing situation in my life. He was up on a stage. And it wasn't. A, a black church per se it was more of like a stage with like a you know you know like a you ever see like a circular stage where like you know people are sitting all around you it was one of those things and he was up there with two preachers and they were doing what they do in black church They're, they were singing and everybody in the room was dancing and moving and singing except for him he was as confused as a fucking fart in a fan factory he didn't know what to do and he just had the most puzzled, like the weirdest look on his fucking face. And the look on his face was like, I've never seen anything like this in my life. But I thought you went to the churches more than the black people did. You fucking lying crook. Fuck that guy, man. So anyway, what, do I, what did I want to get into next? Let me say, oh, oh, I, yeah, that's right. Last night, I'm sitting on the balcony, right? And... I don't know what it was. It was about maybe, it was like 1030, somewhere around there. And I said to myself, I'm like, you know what? You know what's weird? Like, I, there hasn't been any drama here. Like, in, in, in at least two weeks, like, nothing crazy has happened in, in front of here, at least when I was home. Yeah, of course I say that. No sooner than 15 minutes later. <laughs> Let me see how I can explain this. All right, so from my balcony, from the four-way intersection that I live at, if you head... If you head north, no, I'm sorry, if you head south, if you head south towards like Main Street, right? It's I start at my stop sign, I go to the next stop sign, the next block is a light, and then the next block is the light like to get on Main Street, right? So when you're coming home, when you turn off of Main Street for those first two blocks, it's it's like a it's a slow and steady incline. And then when when you get to the stop sign before my house, like a block away, it flattens out. Right? Now no sooner than 15 minutes after that that thought popped into my head okay i hear a souped up car and it it was different this was different than than like you know the other 
souped up cars. I mean, they go fast and they run stop signs and they do all that, but you can kind of just tell something was off in this situation. And I, and, and shortly after I heard it, I knew why. So I'm hearing him and he, he was cooking. You can like, I heard him from three blocks away and he, you know, he was just getting on that incline. Right. And next thing, you know, like I took my headphones off cause I, I wanted to hear it more. I, I was listening to something like I had like Instagram reels on or some shit going into my headphones. And I heard this car from three blocks away. And I said, like, oh, my God, like, these fucking people, like, they never thought. And he was, you know, zipping through. So anything, next thing you know, he gets to the end of the incline, and the, the car went airborne. That's how fucking fast he was going. Right? Now, I can't really see. I don't have a clear vantage point to exactly where it was because there's a tree there, you know, and it kind of blocks out, like, the second half of the street. But you heard it. You heard him go in the air and, like, and, and fucking land. And now, and now he, he was really fucking moving after that, and he's approaching my fucking my place fast. And when he got to my intersection, it was like, zoom, and he just went right the fuck by. Well, as soon as the car landed and, and started and started going fast again, I saw coming up the incline police lights. So he was trying to outrun a cop. I'm like, only here, <laughs> only here. Because I'm going to tell you, dude, like I, I've, I've lived, I, now I haven't lived in really bad areas in Philly per se. I've lived close to them. You know, like Mayfair is not getting any better these days. And I, you know, when I used to live, you know, Oxford Circle, that's that's not really a great area anymore either. But what I'm trying to say is I've been to, you know, I've done shady things <laughs> going to, you know, north and west Philly to, you know, for drug activity. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to tell a story about that one time when I got freaking mugged <laughs> going to get some weed. But anyway, I'll, that's a different story for a different day. I will compare Norristown to, to that. Because it's it's fucking bad around here, man. I I, I ain't gonna hold you. Like there's, like I've seen. That's not the first cop chase I've seen around here. But anyway, getting back to the story. So he zips through, and then here comes the cop, right? And he really wasn't even moving. Like he like he should have been like you know like I said, those fucking cop cars can cook. And and he they're really so he gets to my stop sign and he stopped. He's just sitting there with his lights on, and I'm like I'm sitting there like what's this Keystone cops? Which way did he go, George? Which way did he go? Like. It, you, why did you stop at the stop sign? And then he turns in front of me, so he makes a left, right? And he's he's driving down the street with his lights on, and then he goes to stop at the stop sign. And I think he was thinking, like I'm going to cut him off somewhere, like where where the fuck he's going. And I'm like, uh, dipshit, turn your lights off. <laughs> if the car is heading towards that block, he's going to see your fucking lights from two blocks away. What what are you doing? Or maybe he just didn't give a fuck. I don't know. Either they don't know. Don't show. I don't care about what's going on in the hood. You know, but, you know, that's the, that's, that's the cops these days. Because no, no, who the fuck wants to take that goddamn job? Another cop just got shot down a temple. It's like, who wants to take these jobs anymore? Of course you're going to get Barney Miller, you know, like, like on the case. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's absolutely insane. But that is all I got for you guys this week. And boy, did you get some, some bonus time here. I'm two minutes over on this segment. I was two minutes over on the last segment and I was 20 minutes over in the first segment. So let's see, that'll get you about what an hour and 20 hour and 25 minutes. I'm spoiling you fucking guys lately. I'll tell you the shit that I do. I don't know though. I mean, I, I think I did 40 minutes. The first 40 minutes I did that yesterday, but I really, it really doesn't bother me that I got the work today because 
I have off for President's Day tomorrow, so I really don't give a rat's ass, you know, how much work I got to do. It's not, and it's not really going to be bad. I probably only have about an hour and a half left, you know, on my end to get that done, you know, so there's that. So there you go. There's a present for you. Another consecutive week, way over an hour. <laughs> you need to get a hold of me, Christian at the SeaRodPodcast.com. You can get me on Facebook Messenger, or you can text or call me if you have my number. And as always, the C-Rod Podcast is written, mixed, mastered, and produced by yours truly. It's pretty early yet for me, so I'm just going to hang out, get some dinner, get hammered. How's that different than any other? Well, anyway, (laughs) and just enjoy my day off. But until next week, this is Christian Rodriguez saying, be awake, not woke. Beat your fucking kids, okay? Take care. Hey! <laughs>